The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap or something resembling that for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. And joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter, KP. Uh, we had a three hour and 15 minute rain delay. There was big player caddy news. This is going to be kind of a weird one. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah great intro. Uh, it is... Like I've, it's actually kind of fun. I sort of like doing a recap while it's still going on. <clears throat> um, it it's not great for like some of the stuff we talking about. We talk about with odds and and you know who's gonna make the cut, all that stuff. But I don't know. It's kind of fun. Like the golf's going on. We're talking. It's yeah. It's fun. Yeah, we can keep one eye on it. Again, three-hour, 15-minute delay, so there are plenty of guys still out on the course seemingly like they're going to have enough daylight to get it in. We'll keep an eye on it as we go through, but we'll let them play. We'll let the leaderboard kind of uh, marinate a little bit, and we'll talk about the big news coming out of Bryson DeChambeau's camp, and it's first reported by No Laying Up that uh, his caddy, Tim Tucker, was nowhere to be found this morning, KP, and as... As the story kind of evolved, it seems as if uh, they have parted ways. They've they've split, which is certainly um, something interesting. When we saw Tim Tucker on the bag, what Tuesday, Wednesday, now Thursday morning, nowhere to be found. Meaning something happened last night or this morning, right? <laughs> something, yeah, something definitely happened. It, it the weird like. <clears throat> What you never see in situations like this is a, a caddy showing up for three practice rounds and then not caddying the tournament in which his player is the defending champion, right? That yep. is that is bizarre. Unless, unless there's something, and, and this was it was very clear there was not like a personal emergency. Thank God, there was not yeah. an illness uh, or something like yeah, that. Not, yeah. Nothing like that happened. Um, his his agent simply said, you know. It, it kind of ran its course, but like that, it's just why on a Wednesday night did it run its course and not on a, it, it's just, that's a very bizarre thing to happen in professional golf. Yeah. You right. If this was amicable, you would do it after a week or multiple weeks in advance, or it, it doesn't happen in the middle of the week. So, so something has happened. Uh, and and we have to go back. I mean, this relationship, you know, Tim Tucker has been on the bag for every single one of, of Bryson's wins. This is a five-plus year relationship. And now Thursday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic as a defending champion, I think he's got, what, somebody from Puma or Puma slash Cobra on the bag. Yeah, and it's, a, you know, the timing of it is is odd too because you've got, you've got three things coming up, right? You've got, 
at the Open Championship where Bryson famously, uh, you know, just splayed his golf clubs all over the driving range three years ago with Tim Tucker looking on. <laughs> You've got uh, the playoffs, playoffs, which is, you got that, Jacob? We missed FedEx Cup playoffs. Man, this is tough for oh, me. No, it, I'm a little late here. I was editing something else. Uh, we're, we're coming down the stretch. That, that drop is going to... There you go. That drop is going to be very relevant for the next couple of months. <laughs> so you've got the playoffs, which is a huge payday potentially for player and caddy. And then you've got the Ryder Cup, which, it, you know, it's not it's not everything. I, I make a bigger deal out of it than it actually is. But it's a it's a meaningful thing as a caddy to, to be in a Ryder Cup. And for Bryce in the Olympics, right? Presumably. And Tim the Tucker would have gone to Tokyo. <laughs> right. So it... it <laughs> Listen, like read between the lines here. It's not super difficult to see that this was not like, hey, we're going to, you know, part ways on Wednesday night, right? It was, <laughs> it was, it, from my point of view, based on everything that's been reported and everything that's out there, it was Tim Tucker saying, I'm, I'm good. I've had enough of the 10 p.m. range sessions. I've had enough of, the dynamic load and like all the nonsense, just all the, the stuff that comes with being Bryson's caddy. I've made my money. I've, this is, you know, I'm out of here. And however that went down, I don't know like the specific, specific details, but it seems to me as if Tim Tucker's caddy was like, okay, I'm out. And Bryson's like, wait a second. I, I actually, What's what's you know? There's a quote on on ESPN.com. Michael Collins, uh, yeah, Michael Collins had this of like Bryson said, "This is just what can you can you pull up the quote? I think it was like a temporary split or a, a taking a break, something like that. I think taking a break um, was was the terminology that I can try to used. find it for you. And to me, that means that Bryson did not want this to happen, right? Like that, that, that's what I'm talking about of reading between the lines. So now, I mean, I, listen, you know, I was texting with some people this afternoon and it's like one person brought up about like, this is, this is a really unique situation. And, and you said this even, it's a really unique situation because it's a, it's a bag that's like, you're, you're guaranteed like 500 K a year, right? I mean, maybe not guaranteed, but that's like a pretty good starting point. If you just if you just want to talk, like you just want to do the ten percent. Obviously, these guys have have different different structures or whatever. But uh, Bryson's made twenty five million on the course in the last five years. He's made six million this year. He made five million last year. Three point one eight million in twenty eighteen. This is simultaneously, in my opinion, one of the best bags to be on and one of the worst bags to be on. Yeah, and that's that's the second part of it. Is it? It's why it's a unique situation. If Rory's bag is open and you're making 500k a year, by all means, like run to swim to Northern Ireland for his bag, right? Yeah. But Bryson, it's like I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff there, and it's just it's it's a it's a difficult situation. I'm 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 fascinated to see. Like, would you take, like, would you quit all this and take his bag? I mean, <laughs> I'm certainly not qualified to take his bag, but uh, I, I, this, this feels like what would happen, right? You'd take this bag until you don't have to take the bag anymore, right? Until you've made enough, whatever you determine 
enough is because there's nobody like it or not, who puts in more hours than Bryson DeChambeau. There is nobody who is doing quirky, more innovative things, at least trying things than Bryson DeChambeau. If you're his caddy, you're involved in all of that. So it, it's almost a means to an end where you take that bag because it's an unbelievable opportunity, but you have this goal or this finish line in sight, which kind of feels like we crossed the finish line for Tim Tucker. Well, and so one of two things is going to happen, right? He's going to get another like re, like good caddy who's a veteran and the same thing will happen again or he's gonna hire one of the tiktokers out of his house <laughs> right <laughs> i mean seriously and that person's gonna be on the bag and, and and he's gonna say i'll just do all the math myself and maybe that's i don't know we've seen we've seen more guys go toward the hey i'm gonna hire somebody i trust that I've known for a long time, who's a yeah. friend Good and they kind of, and they kind of grow into the role. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that could happen, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, it like, we probably make too, too big of a deal out of it because it's Bryson, but it's also maybe the most unique caddy situation in, in the entire sport. Oh yeah, for no, for sure. It is, it is easily the most unique bag. You know, there was a, there was a take here from uh, Chantel McCabe who uh, said he, she spoke to Tim Tucker at length last week and he was starting a luxury shuttle to and from Bandon Deuce, which is where he used to caddy. And he said uh, his whole reason on why he started caddying was to try to make enough money to put his daughter through college and save up to retire. So he's bought these two cool buses. It seems like that's now what he's got on his mind, which so- sounds kind of awesome. Sounds a lot less stressful than than being on, on Bryson's bag every week somewhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are a lot less stressful than than being on Sprite. If you okay, how about this? If you were let's say Max Homa's caddy. Ooh. Wow. And Max is a good player. Top yeah. 50. Very likable, Bri- probably very easy to work with. And the, I think they have a unique situation. Like they've been they've been friends and, you know, like I, I'm not this is I'm not saying that Max Homa's caddy is gonna go to Bryson, but if you are a player like Max Homa in that in that uh area of the world rankings, and Bryson came to you and said, Will you will you caddy for me? What would you do? Yeah, I think you have to do it. So so it's this okay, so I, I I try not to make too many corporate America com- com- comparisons uh in the world of golf, but th- it's it's getting a big promotion. It's getting a big promotion that will only help your next job too. So if the Bryson thing doesn't last forever, but now you have that on your resume, assuming, you know, you don't do anything crazy that the, that, that the, the world of golf looks at you and says, Oh my God, what did this guy do? Punch, punch somebody in the stands or something like that. You know, it's, it's a really good, I don't want to call it a stepping stone because you can make a lot of money on it, but it also just takes you to a, another echelon of your profession. And I think that's the point, right? Like if I don't have some personal tie to my guy and this opportunity opens up, I think a lot of people would take it. Just like you would take a promotion to a lot of other places if the situation was right. I think you're not wrong. I think I, 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 it's easy for me to say this because the decision's not in front of me, but I, I, I think I would want to not do it. What's It'd the be downside? Hard. 
that it every week would be miserable and you do it for a year yeah but then like every week with max would be fun not fun i mean it's a job but it would be like a like a comfortable good like you know look max is a to good max is a good example max is a good example because he's a top 40 player uh, multiple time winner and seemingly one of like the not easiest, but like best, yeah, best guys to be around. So that's yeah. that's that's a great example because it makes the decision hard. <laughs> it does. It really does. And yeah, I'm I'm uh, I don't know. <laughs> the other thing that somebody in our in our group thread or in our text thread was saying is uh, <laughs> everybody is like, what about bones? Like, like, you know, the, the NFL or NBA coach that's like, yeah. well, what about this guy for like 10 straight years and they never take a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I can't think of a, uh, of an example of, I, it was uh, John, John Gruden for a while. Yeah. What about John Gruden for like 10 straight years? Ur- Urban and, Meyer for a while, a while too until he finally yeah. took that job. Yeah. I, f- I feel like everybody's going to do that with with uh, Bones for every big bag that's available for the next like five to 10 years. Um, and I I don't know. Bone, Bones has made plenty. I think Bones is doing all right. I think he likes his job right now. Yeah. So we'll obviously keep an eye on this. Um I'll be interested to see how, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a very important stretch of golf and we'll see. I don't know who exactly it is on the bag today here on Thursday, or, or if it's going to be somebody else on Friday or Saturday, just because this might've been a, a, a quick decision to be made, but this is a very important stretch of golf and we're gonna have to see how this shakes out. Do you think he goes with, um, well, this is a, this is an interesting question in the comments. Mikey Coos, 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 Mikey Coos. It's gotta be Coos. How much of a role do caddies play? And, and I think that's good it, question. Yeah, yeah, it's. The, I don't know. I don't know how. To, I never know how to answer this because it's it's not like, despite what Bryson tells you, it's not rocket science. Um, but it's also it's it's hard. It's a it's a it's a multifaceted job that people don't appreciate because you're a psychologist, you're a mathematician, you're a agronomist, you're you're like wearing all these hats and you could get fired in any moment based on not even anything that you did. It's just a, it's a weird life and it's not, it's, it's very, it's very hard. And I think that, you know, I think, I think the biggest job for guys like that are on top 10 bags is, uh, is, are you drawing the most out of your player based on how comfortable and, and yeah, just based on how comfortable, comfortable they are in different situations. You know, do yeah, you know I'm, when? To, do you know when to push them? Do you know when to hold back? Like all, all that stuff. I am literally watching Bryson run around and get his own numbers right now, looking for sprinkler heads, trying to because he's offline as he tends to be often, and trying to get numbers for places where there aren't sprinkler heads. And I feel like with Bryson, you have to be the Swiss Army knife of all of the information available, right? When he wants to know what's the wind direction, what's the wind speed, you got to have that information. When you when you need to know what uh, the distance is and the lie and the slope, and all, like you just have to have all this information, you present it to him, you let him calculate. It's not an easy job. It's very difficult. Do you think do you think last thing on Bryson we'll get to to I want to talk about Davis Thompson, but yeah. Do you think he goes with a friend or a uh, like somebody he trusts or, or a former caddy or, or he, a, not a not a former but like a, a professional caddy? He will. Um, so the way I envision this is he will eventually get a 
veteran caddy or someone who is out there on the tour, but there it's going to be a process. I think it's going to be like this interview thing. And I think in the meantime, he is going to do friends and he is going to downplay this. So wait for this post round interview today and tomorrow. It is going to be, Oh yeah. You know, I can, you know, I'm used to calculating all this stuff myself. It's no problem. I'll just go out there do it. I can get my own numbers. I don't need, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be that it's going to be that for a while until he finds somebody or someone finds him that is willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably, I think that's probably right. I, I could, yeah. I, who knows? I, I'm. It's interesting, and we haven't even talked about the Kepka part of it. Yeah. So Brooks Kepka, of course, um, missing no opportunity to respond. Uh, I mean, within I don't know an hour of the news, tweets out quote. Couldn't do it without my guy, Rick. Not me, actually. Best friend and greatest caddy to do it at Ricky Elliott. Appreciation day. A photo of those two. Just an opportunity to say, hey, you and your caddy might be having problems, but me and my caddy are best friends. It's just, it's so petty. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of over it. Petty, just the pet. Remember the NBA petty wars? Like the, the... I can't remember. Was it Damian Lillard or I don't know. There was a bunch Damian Lillard and KD, I think. Yeah. There was a bunch of different, like little just nonsense stuff. And this is, this is petty wars. I actually don't really, I think this is kind of, uh, fun. It's not like some of the other stuff felt a little mean spirited. This is more like, "Ah, that's, that's funny. Like that's, I'm, I'm okay with that. It is definitely um, smart and and witty and funny. I just think it is get it, it's a hair difficult when one side has done the last five things. If this was back and forth and and Bryson was responding and then this this and that like it used to be, now it's just like we're we're getting it from one corner and um not as excited about it. I think that like the play for Brooks is go in the open. And next time you get asked about Bryson, be like, "Who? The the guy with yes. one major, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that that's that's your that's your path forward if you're Brooks, not to like keep jabbing at this guy that he's just not in your world. He's just not, and maybe he will be someday, but right now he's not, and he keeps jabbing at him. And I don't, I get, I mean, it's, I guess it's fun. It's kind of funny sometimes, but I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with all that. Yeah, certainly, certainly cannot argue with that. All right, we've tried to give this a a hair more time here to let this leaderboard develop. And Davis Thompson at the moment atop the leaderboard, two shots clear in opening round 63. That's nine under. That was, of course, bogey free. And KP, this is a name that, um, you know, we've seen a couple of times. We're going to start seeing more often highly touted out of the university of Georgia starting now to play more on the PGA tour. And, and in these events where we're getting more exposure to him, absolutely phenomenal rounds here in the, in the opening round of the rocket mortgage. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for this tweet from, did you see this thing last week with, with Brad Fritch? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Maybe maybe producer Jacob can find it. Brad Fritch put out a tweet talking about how I think he was about you know how some of the the uh, the college guys got uh, sponsor exemptions into the travelers. Yes, like Eckrode and I can't. Uh, I think John John Pike did as well. 
Yeah, because uh, Pox, because Pox, Pox um, it, it only has a status on Corn Ferry right now. So, so if he's playing in a PGA Tour event, it's because he's getting a sponsor's exemption, I believe. Right. So they they got in, and I think it was Brad Fritch. I I apologize if it wasn't, but I think he tweeted it out something about how, um, you know, this is, uh, this is unfair. This you know get. Like we should be protecting the guys that have been on tour for a long time and all this different stuff. And it's like, okay, I understand. I hear you. I understand where you're coming from, but I think the PGA tour has done like, can you, uh, they've done a good job of, of, of giving more opportunities to, to stars that are coming out of college. Like imagine if, and we've probably talked about this before. Imagine if like the top five guys that were going into the NBA draft got drafted and they're like, sorry, unless you do this really complicated, <laughs> difficult thing over the first three months of your professional career, you're going to have to play the first year in the G League. Right. We'd be like, why, why can't I see Cade Cunningham? Like, why is Cade Cunningham not on my TV? And so to give guy like, and it's just a... I get it. Golf's a meritocracy, but there has to be a better path. And we've, we definitely have talked about this. There has to be a better path for the Matthew Wolfs, the Victor, the Matthew Wolf, Victor Hovland were like top 20 guys in the world while they're in college. And they got to like get lucky and win an event just to get their just to play on the tour. That's, that is crazy. And so it's a good, like what the PGA tour is doing to get, and I don't know how Davis Thompson even got this start, but this is a, jumping off point for me to talk about how what they're doing by getting these college guys and these guys that are honestly like the future stars of their league more starts is a good thing and i'm glad to see davis thompson take advantage because he's a he's really really good yeah that's the whole point uh your your sports organization should be growing the next crop of stars marketing them putting them in featured groups on your television learning them because that's how this works you want this to be sustainable for a really long time and especially especially in a year where we still have not graduated those corn fairy guys from last year in a year where will Zalatoris will not be in your fedex cup playoffs despite uh, being a top 12 player if he if he had enough or if he had the status i mean it's it's crazy, uh, and we've talked about this, how hard it is to lose your card. So I like it when these guys come up, they make some noise. I hope Davis Thompson goes on and does something special, whether he can try to sprint for the special temporary membership status, although we're kind of running out of weeks for that. But yeah, like go go do it. Go do something. I like this. Yeah, I think it's great. And how many, how many starts has he had anywhere as a pro? Because he played... He played the U.S. Open as an AM, obviously. I think he co-led after round one, or maybe he was in second or third, something like that. Um, but he, do you know? Do you have his uh, professional starts in front of you? I believe he has um, two. So RSM Classic in 2020 would have been as an amateur because that was he didn't graduate until. 2020 uh it would have been may of 2021 so that would have been as an amateur so i have him as the palmetto championship and the travelers are his two professional starts okay so this yeah so third start four four other times as an amateur i can't find this tweet that i was looking for i, I feel bad i, I couldn't find it either it, i might i might not have been brad fritch if that's because i was looking for it to, or did, i don't know 
What do you have to leave? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think you, I don't I don't think so. I I I'm I'm lost. Here's some good news. Here's someone who is not lost. Matthew Wolf uh went out and shot a 67 highlighted by an eagle on number 17. He did make bogey on his final hole of the day, the par 3 ninth, but 5 under. This this was one of the bigger question marks coming into this week KP because um we saw one really good start at the US Open, one really bad start uh at, I guess that was at Travelers and we didn't know what to expect. Played well today. Yeah, he did. And this is why I mentioned him in, on Tuesday, right? Because the talent is just silly. And I, I, I like the volatility. I like that you don't really know what's going to happen because you're, you're getting him at a number. What was he before the tournament? Like 40, I think. 40 that, to 1. That feels right. And... He sh- his talent level should not be 40 to one. The, the, the thing like it's everything else that's, that's kind of artificially inflating his number. And, and maybe that maybe everything else is going to keep him from winning, but the talent is immense and it it is, it's great to see him play well at a place. And he didn't even, he, he was of the guys in the top 10 right now. He was the only negative putter, which is crazy. Yeah. He's, uh, this is going to change at this moment gained 3.08 on approach as we talk that is fifth best in this field great sign gained one stroke off the tee um that's the blueprint that's a really hey, good s- blueprint for him but by the way i saw a i tweeted this out but i saw a uh, graphic of phil mickelson he shot 69 on thursday and golf channel had this and they said this is phil mickelson's 150 I don't know what it was. 70th round, first round of shooting three under. And mm-hmm. it like this is not a commentary on golf channel. Like they pulled that stat, it's good. Like they did a great job with the research. It just lacks context, right? Like we I I wish that we could get to a point where we're talking about s- strokes gained against the field cuz that's the real context of like what you did in in any round or any tournament. Like, was it, if it was a part, if it was a, uh, yeah, you know, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know yes. what the par was. We don't know what everybody else did. We don't know, like, was, was yeah. the scoring average 80 and you were 14 better than, or whatever, you know, right. Better than opening, opening with a three under round at the U S open is infinitely better than opening with a three under round at the rocket mortgage classic, which is going to play about two strokes under par. Anyway, he's going to gain about one shot on the field on Thursday. Yeah. He, he was like field <laughs> average. So the stat me, the stat is like, it's me. It, it is, it shows me something, but it's, it's, it's essentially meaningless. Do you, and I guess my question is like, do you ever think that golf gets to the point? And I feel like baseball has gotten there a little bit more with like the OPS plus and all this different stuff. Do you think golf gets to a point where strokes gained and some of these advanced stat, it, and that's not even really an advanced stat, but some of the, some of the like deeper stuff is more, more mainstream over time. Yes. Because I would have, if you asked me 15 years ago, I would have said, baseball will never be able to figure this out. They'll never be able to show it. They'll never be able to educate their uh, older fans. I mean, the, the, the two oldest fan bases, I'm, I'm almost positive, are golf and baseball. Um, and the fact that major uh, MLB Network is constantly going into the advanced metrics, they're showing it on every single broadcast all over the place. You're seeing exit velocity. Uh, what What is going to happen is you are going to get – 
essentially the baseball exit velocity, launch angle, all that stuff on every, at least every tee shot on the PGA tour. And it's going to pop up on screen and we're going to say, Oh my God, Bryson just hit, you know, 208 miles an hour or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm much more optimistic because baseball was able to pull it off. So if they can golf has to be able to, I think that's a good take. I mean, I was at my, I was at my, um, parents house in October it was right after, I think, the Zozo. I think it was when Cantlay won. Cantlay, or maybe it was when Kokrak won uh, at Shadow Creek. Was it at Shadow which, Creek that Kok? Which, by the way, Shadow Creek raised their price to a thousand bucks around. Did you see that? Yeah, nor- normal, <laughs> normal sport. Uh, but my my parents were like, "What is strokes game?" And my parents watch a lot of golf. My mom played golf in college; like she was a good amateur player. But they were like, "What? Is- I don't understand strokes game." And I'm like, man, if they're like a, like they're pretty locked into the golf world. It, it's just, I think it's such a tiny sliver of people that first of all care. Um, but I, I just, I wish there was like some like on ramp because it contextualizes everything so, so well. And it makes it, I think more in, like it makes whatever everything you're watching more interesting. So I don't know. I'm hopeful for it, and and I think I think what you said is a good take. And they'll they'll we're, we're gonna get to the odds here in a second, but they'll follow the baseball. Uh, it, you know now what I think is a really good stat in baseball and the way it goes to golf is um when they start to compare stadiums. You know he's got 25 home runs, but he's got these three fly balls that would have been out at the majority of parks or something like that. Uh, it's similar. Go- golf and baseball are similar in that the venue is changing all the time. And I yeah. think that's important because there are a lot of sports where that doesn't happen, right? Basketball, football, um, soccer, those, d- the dimensions of the fields never, ever change. So I, I really do think golf has to take a, um, you know, a page out of the book of, of what baseball is doing, which is a crazy sentence. I never thought I'd say. <laughs> I, I, I got that. <laughs> I, I, f- I found the Brad Fritch tweet, by the way. Okay, what can, is I re- can I read yeah. it to you? Okay, yeah. so he was responding to, so Nick Hardy responded to him. I I don't know what the original was, but Nick Hardy said, actually, let me find it. Okay, so Fritch said, um, "Morning tea time's done. I'm up to first alternate now. I'm hoping for an amazing life event to occur. So, uh, so a player has to leave." Uh, it was not to be. If only the mildly insulting to the membership PGA True University program didn't exist. Dot dot dot. Oh boy. And Nick Hardy responded and said, "Those kids have come out and kicked ass. Nothing insulting about that. The best college players are absolutely deserving of corn ferry opportunities." So this wasn't even about PGA Tour opportunities. This was this was this was corn ferry tour opportunities. I, I don't know which corn ferry tournament it was. And, and Fritch said, Nick, this is a response to Nick Hardy. It's not about their skill level. I have no doubt there are tons of college players who are good enough. It's about servicing the membership to which I and so many others have paid dues figuratively and literally. These are gifts for no reason. Now, technically, and you can see the tweet on YouTube, technically he's, he's right. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to what do you believe the, the PJ Tour or Corn Ferry Tour's job is? And man, if if I if I'm looking at the NBA and NFL, is it about servicing our members or is it about like, hey, let's introduce fans to 
the top talent. Like if you if you're the NFL, you would never be like, you know what? This veteran has to stay in the NFL this year, and this third pick in the NFL draft, he has to play in the the minor leagues. He, here's the problem. Brad Fritch is looking at this by saying, what is the membership doing for me? When if he really thought that it, when he, if he really cared that the membership was being protected and serviced, you would want these kids. You want these kids to be a part of the membership. You want the membership to be strong. You want the membership to prosper so that the membership can make money and have opportunities and grow the game for everybody. Just because you're not a part of it or on the fringe of it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. It's, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a very, sub, it's a very subjective, it's not an objective take. Yeah. And, and it, you know, like I get it. Like you're in the position that you're in and, and he's speaking just very much from this, uh, kind of myopic point of view and not taking the whole thing into account. So anyway, I, I wanted to get that out there because I didn't want to, you know, didn't want it to I'm feel like I just made up a tweet. I'm glad we found that tweet. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at these odds. They are ever changing because there's a lot going on on the golf course right now, but we will take a look. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Very interesting leaderboard, KP. I don't know how we're going to break this down. Joaquin Neiman, <laughs> believe it or not, is the favorite over at William Hill. He was just eight and a half to one. It changed one second ago. He is nine to one. To put that into perspective, he is four under through 10. So he has, he's got eight holes to play. He's four under, which is currently five shots off of the lead in the clubhouse, which is Davis Thompson, who is 14 to one. And then Matthew Wolf is 16 to one. He is only four shots back. So this is this is going to be very very fluid for the rest of the evening. How do do books just have a system that spits out like what the leaderboard says at any given point? Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, yes, but it's not as good as you'd think it would be, right? I mean, it is Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're certainly um they're certainly considering how good Matthew Wolf, Joaquin Neiman are, the fact that he has holes left, but they are also like they, they must have a list of names that are like, whatever his real odds are, Bryson DeChambeau, whatever his real odds are, cut him in half. You know, if he's if he's really 40 to one, we're going to offer it at 20 just because we're yeah. not getting burned here. Yeah. And that's why you see, like, <laughs> you see some huge names on here, right? You see Neiman and Thompson at the top, but then you, it goes Wolf, Jason Day, Bryson, Patrick Reed, and Kevin Kisner. And I think that's the effect of the round still going on and saying like, I don't know, like just leave it at right. this and then we'll kind of reshuffle it at the end of the round. 
Yeah. So if you, if you're looking at the guys that are actually done, Brandon Hagee, who is seven under two shots back is 40 to one Tom Lewis, uh, also seven under he's 25 to one. So I'm not sure. I mean, Wolf, Wolf at 16 to one is kind of interesting. Yeah. He's going to, if he's going to be that guy, what is, uh, what's Reed at? He's two under. Oh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Bryson's in. Bryson's not in the top hundred, and he's the f- fifth favorite. Right. He's he's T one hundred two right now, which I you know I get it. Uh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think Patrick Reed at twenty. He just played the front nine and two under. Or yeah, yeah, he started on the front nine. She played it in two under, and his odds went from fourteen to one to twenty to one. Now two under is he probably gained a stroke on the field. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, on this list, I would go, I would go Patty Reed. Reed's not bad. Wolf has my attention because he's done. He's in the clubhouse. He gets to rest. He's four back. That's probably that leads probably not getting touched this afternoon. Um, yeah, not bad. This is changing every second. Joaquin think, is now 10 to one. <laughs> you think, uh, yeah. You think Davis Thompson can win this tournament? No, probably not. Um, yeah, it would be it would be it's a tough ask. Your third start wire to wire, wire to wire. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have to go wire to wire, but yeah, it's a really tough ask. I I think he could I think he could like be in it though. Like he's he's really I don't know what data golf has him at is like cuz they they do a good job of kind of integrating so data golf has, has him as the 206th best player in the world. And his OWGR is like way outside the top, whatever, 500 or thousand. I don't know what his OWGR is, but data golf does it by what's your true strokes gain and not like how many points have you accumulated so they can take college events and sort of apply those metrics. And it's not perfect, but they can apply those metrics on like they can normalize them to PGA tour and European tour events. So they, they I, I think, an, yeah, they give ahead. him an eight, an 8% chance to win this. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Joaquin Neiman, 7.7% and he's that's yeah, he's the favorite four under through 10. So it makes sense. I don't, I, I would love to see him win it because I, I would love to have one of these guys snatch up a card and, and he, we know how good he is and he had a great college career. It's obviously just unlikely, but it would be very cool. Uh, Siwoo is up there as well. He shot of 67. It's not even a Pete Dye course, and he's what's he doing? Feeling it, <laughs> yeah. Siwoo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. There you go. Jacob made up for the missing the playoffs one earlier. <laughs> that was good. That's great. Perfect. Way uh, to end it. All right, KP. Um, Obviously, there will be first cut round by round recaps for the rest of the week, and we will keep a very, very close eye on the bag of one Bryson DeChambeau. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there. That's Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? 
a baby antichrist? <laughs> Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.